We plan, God laughs. Hi there, this is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, and truly coming to you from Riverside, California, podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. And if I could sing, I would have opened this episode with a brief rendition of the old Gene Autry song, Back in the Saddle Again. But I'm not much of a singer, so you'll just have to imagine. It's really great to be back with you, semi-live. If you've signed up for the newsletter, you saw that the vacation that the lovely lady Leanne and I took did not turn out as planned. Well, I'll tell you more about that after the reading today. You might hear also that my voice is not quite right. Yeah, that's part of the story. Today our reading is Job 39 and 40, and I'm calling the episode, The Voice of God. The show notes page for today's episode, if you'd like to leave a comment, is lifespringmedia.com s12e136. Let's get started. Job chapter 39 When do mountain goats and deer give birth? Have you been there when their young are born? How long are they pregnant before they deliver? Soon their young grow strong and then leave to be on their own. Who set wild donkeys free? I alone help them survive in salty desert sand. They stay far from crowded cities and refuse to be tamed. Instead, they roam the hills searching for pasture land. Would a wild ox agree to live in your barn and labor for you? Could you force him to plow or to drag a heavy log to smooth out the soil? Can you depend on him to use his great strength and do your heavy work? Can you trust him to harvest your grain or take it to your barn from the threshing place? An ostrich proudly flaps her wings, but not because she loves her young. She abandons her eggs and lets the dusty ground keep them warm, and she doesn't seem to worry that the feet of an animal could crush them at all. She treats her eggs as though they were not her own, unconcerned that her work might be for nothing. I myself made her foolish and without common sense, but once she starts running, she laughs at a rider on the fastest horse. Did you give horses their strength and the flowing hair along their necks? Did you make them able to jump like grasshoppers or to frighten people with their snorting? Before horses are ridden into battle, they paw at the ground, proud of their strength. Laughing at fear, they rush toward the fighting, while the weapons of their riders rattle and flash in the sun. Unable to stand still, they gallop eagerly into battle when trumpets blast. Stirred by the distant smells and sounds of war, They snort in reply to the trumpet. Did you teach hawks to fly south for the winter? Did you train eagles to build their nests on rocky cliffs where they can look down to spot their next meal? Then their young gather to feast wherever the victim lies. Job chapter 40 I am the Lord all-powerful, but you have argued that I am wrong. Now you must answer me. Job said to the Lord, Who am I to answer you? I did speak once or twice, but never again. Then out of the storm the Lord said to Job, Face me and answer the questions I ask. Are you trying to prove that you're innocent by accusing me of injustice? Do you have a powerful arm and a thundering voice that compare with mine? If so, then surround yourself with glory and majesty. Show your furious anger. Throw down and crush all who are proud and evil. Wrap them in grave clothes and bury them together in the dusty soil. 
Do this and I will agree that you have won this argument. I created both you and the hippopotamus. It eats only grass like an ox, but look at the mighty muscles in its body and legs. Its tail is like a cedar tree, and its thighs are thick. The bones in its legs are like bronze or iron. I made it more powerful than any other creature, yet I am stronger still. Undisturbed, it eats grass while the other animals play nearby. It rests in the shade of trees along the riverbank or hides among reeds in the swamp. It remains calm and unafraid, with the Jordan River rushing and splashing in its face. There is no way to capture a hippopotamus, not even by hooking its nose or blinding its eyes. Well, beloved, it's easy to think of this scene with God's awesome, booming voice rumbling and shaking everything around for miles as he speaks out of the storm. And maybe it did happen that way. He can be a fearsome God. But I like what the commentator F.B. Meyer wrote. Listen to this. Divine power and human ignorance. When the storm had ceased and the thunder was hushed, a voice spoke out of the golden splendor of the sky. Job had challenged God to answer him, and now he's taken at his word. We recall Horeb's ancient cave where, after wind and earthquake, there came a sound of gentle stillness. Gird up now thy loins, said the Eternal to Job. In later years, under similar circumstances, the Spirit entered Ezekiel to strengthen him. Surely some such strengthening was forthwith given the patriarch. Meyer continues, A sublime series of questions is now addressed to him, not by a God of judgment and wrath, but by a father arguing and pleading with his child and pointing out two things. First, the inability of mortal man to understand the way of God, and second, the minuteness and tenderness of God's providence. Job had thought of him as remote, but he is near and is ordering all things wisely and lovingly. Can he forget his child? Beloved, Job had surely been through the ringer. He was weak of body, mind, and spirit. I don't see God coming at him with anger or judgment. He certainly didn't need to intimidate Job with awesome displays of power. I agree with Meyer. I think he talked to Job as a loving father, pointing out that the questions Job asked had answers that were beyond his understanding. This is, of course, an oversimplification to be sure, but God's answer in its essence is, I am God, you are not. Trust me. Dark and painful times come to each of our lives, beloved. Sometimes we raise our eyes to heaven and ask, Why, God? Why? And more often than not, all we get in reply is silence. There's no revelation, no sudden insight that offers an answer, just silence. And then, if you linger with God a while longer, you just might hear His still, small voice say, Do you trust me? What is your answer? I have learned to say, with all my heart, Lord, with all my heart. Please leave a comment at lifespringmedia.com slash s12e136. Our reading tomorrow is Jeremiah 37 through 41. Boost! <laughs> all right, well, vacation report. <laughs> Our vacation started off just great. Leanne had to work the day after Christmas, and when she got home that afternoon, we packed up the car and headed out for Florida, stopping only for gas and the occasional burger. 
We did make one stop just outside of Fredericksburg, Texas, for a meal at Cracker Barrel. Why stop there? Well, no agenda producer's ears might have perked up when you heard Fredericksburg. Yeah, that's where Adam Curry and Tina the Keeper live. A few months ago, when I knew this trip was coming up, I emailed Adam and asked him if we might be able to get together. He said, yeah, that'd be fun. So, long story short, we stopped in Fredericksburg because of that expectation. And just after Leanne and I were seated in the restaurant, I got an email from Adam asking if we were still planning to get together. I emailed him back with my phone number since the email thing was getting kind of cumbersome, and he texted me. Turned out we just couldn't make it happen that day because we would have had to wait around for about three or four hours before he was free. But we did make a date and time for January 11th when Leanne and I would be driving back through that area. Well, after our meal that day, we were back on the road all the way from Texas to Florida, nonstop except for gas. We got to Florida on, I believe it was the 29th, and we spent just a few minutes with the kids before I headed off to bed. I usually sleep about six hours max, but this time I was down for about 15 hours. And then on the 30th, a friend of Tim's who is a trainer at SeaWorld of Orlando gave us all free admission tickets, so we spent the day there. And then on the 31st, our 32nd wedding anniversary, New Year's Eve, we had a marvelous dinner at uh, Disney Springs at a really nice restaurant, and then we went to the home of a, a friend of Tim and Val's, a, a church friend, um, to ring in the new year. So far, our vacation is going perfectly as planned. But, you know, there's an old Yiddish proverb that says, We plan, God laughs. Put in secular terms, John Lennon wrote, Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. I like Proverbs 16.9. The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Leanne and I had planned a wonderful vacation with our son Tim and his wife Valerie. We were planning on staying with them until Sunday or Monday of this week, and as you know, they're expecting their first child. That was one of the reasons we wanted to go out there, uh, just to you know congratulate them in person and, and uh, be with them before their life changes forever when the baby comes. But what none of us knew as we were making our plans was that God had other plans. A day or two after we celebrated our 32nd wedding anniversary, Leanne began to feel a bit out of sorts. Not quite sick, but not quite right. Well, the next day, she was definitely not well. The day after that, I was down too. No doubt about it, we were sick. Thankfully, we didn't have to worry about getting Tim and Val sick at this particular time because they were out of town at a conference for their church. So Leanne and I hunkered down waiting for whatever we had to pass. Well, when Tim and Val's four-day conference was over, we were still not recovered. And not wanting Val to be exposed to our illness, we moved to a hotel. Now, on the way to the hotel, we stopped at a pharmacy to get some medicine. Also, on a lark, we bought a COVID home test, just in case. Well, you're way ahead of me, aren't you? Yeah, we had COVID. After trying to recover for another four days at the hotel, so now this is day like number eight or nine, and being better but still not well, we decided to cut our vacation short, and we headed for home. I just couldn't see staying in the hotel for who knows how many more days before we were well. 
So as it is now, I'm sitting here recording this um, at 5.21 p.m. Wednesday, January 12th. We are uh, better, but as you can hear in my voice, we are not yet completely well. I'd say we're about 95, 98% recovered. Uh, from the symptoms we both had, I believe that we had the Omicron variant of COVID. Uh, I'd liken our ex- experience to having a moderate case of the flu without the stomach problems often associated with the flu. We had nasty, nasty body aches. We had headaches. We had sore throats, night sweats, fatigue. Uh, I'm not particularly happy that we drove over 5,000 miles to spend just four days with the kids, but we are still very thankful for God's hand on us. Leanne is scheduled to be back to work to her job tomorrow, or as as you're listening to it yourself today, Thursday. So she took a COVID test yesterday, Tuesday afternoon, and it came back negative. So the COVID is cleared out of our systems. We just still have some of the uh, lingering effects. Overall, compared with the COVID experiences that we've heard other people had uh, with either family members or friends, we are very thankful. It could have been worse. I think about Sean of San Pedro's father-in-law, Howie, which we'll hear about later on in the show. Um, I just got a call yesterday from one of my closest friends, Mark, Uh, The wife of a friend of his has been in the hospital with COVID for over a week, and they put her on a ventilator Tuesday. Well, you may be wondering, and if I was a betting man, I would bet that you're wondering if Leanne and I are vaxxed and or boosted. The answer is no to both. What, am I anti-science? Absolutely not. I've told you on the show before, I have a degree in biology. I am a believer in the scientific method. And from the start, I have not been convinced that proper safeguards were put in place before releasing this substance on the world. Given the grave and often lethal consequences for many who have received the jab, I'm glad that we didn't take it. And I'll just leave it at that, given the reason for the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible. This is not a place to discuss these things. Now, if you disagree with me, I hope that we can agree to disagree agreeably in Christian love, okay? So that's my vacation report as it is. I will say that we certainly had a change in routine, and uh, overall, I'm thankful. God has been good to us, as he always is. Donations. On this past Tuesday, Paul signed up with a monthly $5 donation. Paul, thank you very much. Very much appreciated, brother. God bless you. And Scott Fuller sent a $32 donation for our 32nd wedding anniversary. Scott, thank you so much. God bless you. And to those of you who help support the show with your monthly donations and your sat streaming and your boosting, I just can't thank you enough. It's great having you there, helping to pay the ongoing costs And um, I just pray that God would bless each of you. If you'd like to sign up to make a monthly donation, it's easy to do at lifespringmedia.com slash support. Or you can make a one-time donation there as well. Now, why would you want to donate? Well, let me ask you something. Do you find that the Lifespring Family Audio Bible is a show you look forward to seeing in your podcast app? Do you enjoy hearing the Word of God each day? Are you happy to have found a way to read through the Bible in a year that helps you stay with it? If you answered yes to any one of those things, then that's why you should donate. It's called value for value. 
Put a number to the value you receive. Only you can decide what that number is. Maybe it's a one-time donation of $5. Maybe it's a monthly donation of $100. Maybe it's more. Maybe it's less. You decide. Then go to lifespringmedia.com support and make it happen. I know God will bless you, and I'll thank you. Boostagram. Sean of San Pedro sent a boostagram on the episode Exodus uh, 13 through 16, Where is Your Focus? He said, so true about us always wanting more and more. Learning how to stop and thank God for each and everything he's given me really helped me break out of depression. I got to tell you, getting sick really makes you appreciate what normal feels like. <laughs> Sean, right now I can very much uh, relate to that. It's going to be good to finally get rid of this crud that's uh, in my body right now. Thank you for your boostergram, brother. And then he also sent a welcome back boostergram. He said, hope your trip goes or went smoothly. Welcome back. Well, thanks for the welcome back, and you just heard the report. <laughs> On this date in church history, January 13th, 1501, the very first hymnal printed in the language of the common people was printed in Prague. It contained 89 hymns and was in the Czech language. Imagine that. The very first common language hymnal was in Czechoslovakian. Who would have thunk? Hey, how did you find the show? Did a friend tell you? Did you hear about the show on another podcast? Did you hear about it on a social media post? Let me know. Email me at steve.lifespring at gmail.com and use the subject line, here's where I found you. Prayer requests. We need to pray for Marsha, who's in the hospital with COVID on a ventilator. Her husband's name is Keith, and they're friends of my lifelong friend, Mark. Keith and Marcia need our prayers. And I got uh, a boostogram while I was gone on, uh, let's see, December 29th. And this was from Sean of San Pedro. He said, hello from the hospital parking lot. Howie finished six weeks in there yesterday. Three in the ICU and three in telemetry. He's getting better every day and will be going to rehab soon. We're thanking God for all the healing and the numerous unrequested small miracles that we keep experiencing. Well, Sean, that is a praise, and I thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, how's, he, how's he doing? How's, how's the recovery going? Let me know. All right, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, you are our mighty God. You're full of power and might and majesty. You created all that is by the power of your word, and you are sovereign. If we didn't know of your love, we could do nothing but tremble at the thought of you. But you have demonstrated your love for us by sending Jesus to live among us and to give himself for us. That's almost too much to fathom, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you. I pray for Marcia, Lord, right now, whose life is in the balance. We ask that you would spare her, Lord. Be in her hospital room right now and bring healing to her lungs, Lord. I don't know this woman, Lord, but you do. Mark tells me that they're believers. Thank you for that. Please, Lord, make your presence known to her, even in her induced coma. Speak to her and comfort her. And be with Keith, Lord. Strengthen and comfort him and any other family that they have. I thank you for bringing Howie out of the hospital. Help him in his recovery, Lord. Bring him back to full strength and give him many, many more years to serve you. 
May this be a wonderful memory of a time that you did a miracle in the life of this family, Lord. Hallelujah. And I thank you for the LifeSpring family, Lord. Thank you for each one who listens and who participates in the podcast, Lord. May our love for you be strengthened each day as we spend time in your word together. Bless each one in your perfect, loving way. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Send in your prayer requests and praises to prayer.lifespringmedia.com. I'll pray for you in my private prayer time. We'll pray together on the show. And uh, we'll all agree together as we take our requests and our praises to God. Comment on the show at lifespringmedia.com slash s12e136. Email me at steve.lifespring at gmail.com. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. Thank you for being here. Thanks for hanging in with me during my vacation. My name is Steve Webb. Bye.